0: What's up, guys? This is your host, Danny Baylor, Danny Cakes, and you are listening to the Immeasurably More podcast. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about owning your true self. But before we get started, I want to let you guys know this podcast was not possible without Upstarter Pods. They helped me to create, edit, launch, and produce this incredible podcast. I don't know what I would do without them. It has been such a blessing to work with them. So if you are looking to start your own podcast, this is the way to go. Join the Upstarter Podcast Network with me, and we can help you to find out all the details and launching yours. So you guys can contact Chase at upstarterpods at gmail.com or DM him at upstarterpods. All right, so last time we talked about taking the leap and pressing on through our fears. To be honest, the only thing scarier than not taking that leap was remaining where I was. It actually terrifies me to think if I hadn't have made a change when I did. Often people ask me how I even did it. How did I manage to walk away? The truth was I felt like I didn't even have a choice. I was so completely fed up with how I was treated that I honestly didn't even have an enemy to continue faking it. Why do we do this? We put so much energy into trying to be something that we're not. For what? The sake of someone else's opinion, what if we finally just took a stand? What if we finally start putting in that same effort we did into faking it into actually pursuing the person that we want to become? I'll tell you why. It's hard. It's freaking hard. It's terribly uncomfortable. I remember being in the midst of mine and thinking, this is why people don't do this, because it is so painful. But like I said, the alternative was so much worse. And that pain that I was feeling, I knew was temporary. Sadly, I know that most of the time, the number one reason we talk ourselves out of acknowledging our true selves is the fact that we feel unworthy. In reality, faking it becomes all we know. Our brains are like naturally wired to protect ourselves. We avoid the conflict, the potential hurt, so it's much easier the time to just blend in because even in our discomfort, rejection sucks. So we conform. And we conform so often we somehow lose sight of the voice in our head that says, you're different. You're made for more. You are worthy. You guys, how do we familiarize ourselves with this voice of truth? How do we overcome our pain? How do we press on in the midst of our discomfort? It begins with taking full ownership of our true selves. I ignored the Danny I wanted to be for a very long time. I remember actually talking myself out of everything I knew I wanted for my life, and that I was actually unworthy of it. I felt stuck, likely because I surrounded myself most often with the people who only made me believe just that. You guys, this is about to be one of the hardest topics for me to discuss, but it is one of the most significant parts of my story that has shaped who I am and how I think today. I was in a three-year relationship. I knew that I was slowly slipping away from so much that God had called me to, especially him. I talked myself out of so much. I allowed myself to lose sight of the dream that God put on my heart a long time ago. I became the girl I never wanted to become. The kind of girl that my heart hurt for. I was just in complete denial. (laughs) I'm like shaking. I remember this conversation with myself so vividly. I was watching one of those super sappy wedding videos. I mean, you guys, everything I'd ever dreamt of and more, the the kind that you almost like roll your eyes out because you're like, this is way too perfect and it's annoying to watch because like, it's just, it seems so just too good to be true, right? When I got to the part about the vows, they each shared how they brought each other closer to Jesus. I immediately began to bawl. A foundation built on the Lord was not exactly a current mutual priority in that relationship, nor had it ever been. So here I am, sitting alone, thinking to myself, this is the most valuable thing I've ever wanted. And that's not gonna be me, that won't be us. And even if you wanted to, Danielle, you will not have the strength to walk away. Terrifying. The fact that this voice of deception had become so dominant in my head. Thankfully, a few short weeks after I'd had a loved one remind me of God's truth about who I was, one conversation, brought to the light I no longer had to continue accepting an unworthy, weakened version of myself. It was the first time I had decided to own my thoughts again, own my truth. I suddenly didn't feel weak. I could acknowledge the change that I wanted and realize I had the choice to change. You guys, we discover our true selves when we make way for Jesus' voice to fill our hearts. There was a total move of the Holy Spirit in that conversation, and I did know his voice for a long time. I just finally decided to listen. There are a lot of other relationships tied to this one that I constantly felt like I had to fight to show who I was. But it's like the more transparent I try to be, the more it was somehow misconstrued, exhausting. (laughs) So even though what I was about to do would be utterly heartbreaking, there was a part of me that was relieved. It just took one step at a time. And the more that I pursued God's voice and his truth, the more confidence I gained in solidifying my decision. Each step led me closer to becoming the version of myself I would have been in awe of two years ago. Sometimes it only takes one person to remove the veil from our eyes. I fully believe that when we own who we are, it gives us the courage to do that for others. That, right there, that's the exact thing that gets me out of bed every single morning. Because someone else who is suffering is depending on me to share my story, my strength, my imperfections, shed a little light on them so that they can see that I suffered too. If we're honest, I still am. But if I can decide to recognize my worth, so can you. With all that being said, we have a decision. Isn't that comforting? You have a choice. Who you let in your heart, whose voice you tune in, and whose you tune out. Proverbs four twenty through 23 says, my son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart for they Are life to those who find them, and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. This couldn't be more relevant. My heart was not guarded. If anything, it felt ambushed. I let anything in, and before I knew it, it was hard to determine the real truth. It affected every aspect of my life. I questioned my identity and self-worth in all things. This is what got me to a breaking point. Now I know where my identity lies. I know the urge of my heart to speak up and speak my truth. The strength I have dug down deep to discover now has the same ripple effect on my entire life, in my business, in my self-worth, in my relationships, how I carry myself walking to a room. My identity became the ultimate breakthrough that I was searching for in every single battle that I faced. Now you are aware. And you guys, I pray for discernment over your heart that you recognize the truth about who you are and whose you are. But guys, no time to dwell on having an unguarded heart. We serve a gracious God, and he absolutely works all things for his good. A couple years ago, I just couldn't see that exactly. But what I did know is I had to keep walking and seeking my truth. As I'm fully aware now of my true self, I know this to be true. You guys, the one thing that sets us apart, the dreams that you have and the skills you decide to own, and tap into, they become your most valuable asset. Yep, basically your superpower. It's like immersing ourselves in the word of God and his truth about us is Jesus's way of shielding every version of our very own kryptonite, AKA your demons. (laughs) So there is nothing more intimidating to the devil than you having a hold and confidence in the one thing God intends on being glorified through you. Boom, superpower. It's no surprise, I spent the majority of my life feeling completely insignificant because my weakness now became the exact thing that empowers me. In fact, what typically fires me up is seeing other people reflect the same kind of mindset that my past self would have had. I can't even deny it. I cannot keep my mouth shut. I have such an urge to speak up because I freaking wish I had somebody around to shake me and speak that same life into me that same way. So what is it that's going to exhaust you? If everyone you knew were fully accepting of who you were, who would you be? What would be your most valuable asset? What truth would you share? As you begin to ponder these things, do you feel a sigh of relief? Do you feel a sense of joy and peace? If the answer is yes, you're tapping into it. And there's a reason we find comfort in it. It's what God intended. I became more concerned with pleasing others than I did God. I think that's what really threw me off track. But owning it also means accepting where you're at right now. Maybe you don't know how long it will take you to get where you want to be. But what we do know is we're no longer in the mental space we were before. Accept where you are right now. It doesn't require perfection to make a decision about where you want to go, who you want to become. Taking ownership also means taking responsibility. Own your mistakes. Own your failures. They don't have to define you anymore. I think that most often a question I, I really get is discerning it, discerning being in a position that maybe you're unhappy with or uncomfortable and how to move forward. It's actually, I think it's so terrifying because we're so afraid of making the wrong decision. And I think you guys, typically the thing that we should be doing is the harder thing, Right. And so naturally, like I said, because that pain, that discomfort is so, it sends that signal to our brain, like, hey, you shouldn't be doing this because like, if it's going to hurt or it's going to be uncomfortable, but we have to lean into that. We have to accept it. We have to accept that we can do hard things. So when it comes to discerning the things that you want to, the change that you want to make, like I said, if everyone else's opinions were aside, if everyone else's thoughts if it didn't affect anybody else, how would you think? What brings you peace? What makes you feel like you? If you, <laughs> if you even think about having a conversation, whatever that looks like, and that brings you stress, I think that's such an obvious way for you to know, hey, this is probably what I should be doing. I hope that makes sense. Like, for example, I got a lot of questions about being in a relationship and knowing whether or not they should walk away or whether it's God's will for them. And you guys, if there is not peace in that relationship, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship, you guys, God is not the God of a confusion. He brings us peace. He gives us clarity. And I (laughs) this is probably one of the hardest things anyone's ever told me. But I remember having a conversation with a client a couple of years ago, and I was going through just that. I was (laughs) deciding whether or not I should hang on to this one guy. And so I asked her, I was like, you know, have you ever been so completely confused about something? Like you actually didn't know what to do. And she said, yeah, it's because I didn't like the answer. <laughs> I have never forgotten that. And it's so, it's so true because we don't want to face it. We don't want to face either discomfort, right? I mean, when we look at it either way, you're going to be uncomfortable. But like I said, do you choose the discomfort that maybe you feel like you're out of place or the temporary discomfort that it's going to hurt a little bit? but you're moving past it and there's hope and you're moving in a direction towards being who you want to be and thinking the way that you want to think. You guys, so many relationships. I even have to now remind myself, hey, if this friendship doesn't make me feel comfortable, if I don't feel like I can completely be myself, if I'm putting so much energy into trying to be who they want me to be, this is not worth my time. Life is too short. We have to acknowledge, hey, what I have to offer, my heart and my words and my thoughts matter to somebody And I would rather put myself in a position around other people who value that versus people who don't. And you guys, (laughs) I mean, this is totally about my heart lately, and it is so important right after, actually it was almost a year after I had ended this relationship, I was speaking to a mentor about this and actually deciding if I was going to pursue some counseling because I think that we completely underestimate what what goes on our heart when we leave relationships. You guys, we have to acknowledge it and we have to deal with it. Because otherwise we're bringing that into the next relationship, right? Whatever that looks like. But I remember she told me, and this is what really made me decide I needed to pursue some help. I needed to talk to somebody and really be aware of my priorities in a relationship and how I chose next time. And she said, the most, second most important decision you'll make in your life, besides following Jesus, is choosing your spouse. You guys, how can we be in a relationship when we're unequally yoked, when we're not our true selves? Like, I have to, like, be aware of my thoughts all the time. And I'm saying so naturally. We talk ourselves in to try and, like, mold ourselves and fit ourselves into a relationship. That's usually not for us, right? But we want it so bad, and we, we force our way into it. And ultimately, there's, there's no peace, right? Because all we're trying to do is make it fit for us when we know deep down this is not me this person doesn't even see me and I really have been having these little like God moments lately maybe in a dream or something some form I don't know where God kind of brings me this moment of peace of the person that I'm going to be with that I'm meant to be with that I'm my true self with who loves me fully who loves the Lord And you guys, that piece, that small moment or that that thought or that feeling that I can reflect on from that dream or whatever it was is so overwhelmingly good, that little tiny piece, and it makes it so worth it for me to say no to anything else that doesn't measure up. And I think that God can reveal that to us, but we have to be willing to listen in, to hear his voice. God usually speaks very (laughs) silently to us. Or in maybe ways that we're not used to recognizing. And so we have to be willing to remove the distractions. Maybe if that's other relationships or friendships, that where people don't value the things that you value, or the person that you are in a relationship, or you on that friendship with, who is manipulating you to think one way, we have to lean into God's voice, his voice of truth about who we are, what we're deserving of, what we're worthy of. So I want you to think of a time... Maybe, maybe like my little Jesus moment, right? Where he's like, hey, this is what it could feel like. This is what it could be. This is what I have planned for you, I have in store for you. And I want you to kind of take that kind of idea about maybe a time or a place in your life where you felt most like you, where you felt like you fit in, where you felt like you were comfortable, where you felt like you were relieved. Gosh, it's so sad that I'm I'm so much more familiar with feeling the discomfort of feeling out of place than I do feeling like my true self. I'm getting there. We're working towards there, right? So, but I want you to think of a time, maybe a memory, or even an idea of what that would look like for you. And maybe start writing down, you know, some affirmations about yourself. Who do you want to be? What do you love about yourself? What are your? If you could dream, dream big, if that's in your business, in your relationship, whatever those things are, you guys. I think so often, like I said, it's very natural for us to be our own worst critic or put ourselves down. And we have to retrain our minds to be thinking about what God had intended for us. And I think when you, when you take that time to be still and maybe write these things down or even just give yourself a chance to think about them and dream a little bit. He will meet you where you're at. I feel like I've recently done this. You know, I've written down the things that, that hurt me and the people that hurt me and what I felt, you know, really broke me. And instead, alongside that said, okay, now this is what I think about myself. This is what I want to be. This is what God says about me. And you guys, there's power when we write it down, when we acknowledge it and we speak it over ourselves. Our voice has power to who it is that we want to be and the things that we want to do. And as we say it out loud, you guys, it's like stomping on the devil, right? It's like stomping on our demons. And so I don't know, for me, I feel like speaking up is just, that is my power because I felt so quiet for so long. And so to say confidently, you know, without the stutters and all the things like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. This is what I know I'm worthy of. And no one's going to get my way because God has called me to this. You guys, if God is for us, who can be against us? So, you guys have fun. I want you to enjoy this idea of trying to discover who you are. I just feel like it's that, that number one thing that literally separates us from so much because ultimately, when we're trying to morph and conform to everybody else, it, we're always going to be chasing that. We're always going to be trying to satisfy something within our hearts and our spirits that is unattainable because we're never going to please everybody else, right? So, if we focus, on, you know, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus and listening to what he says about us and his truth. You guys, he created you. He knows the desires of your heart. like the Bible says he knit you in, in your mother's womb. So I want to encourage you guys to dig a little deeper, start to accept the right voices in your head, let go of your past faults, take responsibility, own who you are, you guys. Like I said, we have to learn to love ourselves. And I promise you that it will be, there's gonna be so much more peace and joy in your life when you're stopping that fight to earn everyone else's approval. When you start owning yourself and what you know that you love and who you stand for, everyone else's opinions who once broke you will completely be dimmed. Those voices, those thoughts, the opinions will soon be insignificant to you. And the more power that you give your true self, and the way that you think about yourself will overcome all of that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and all of your support. It seriously means the world to me. I hope you guys have a very Merry Christmas. And don't forget to check out the next episode in two weeks, available on January 5th. And remember, you can find me on Instagram at Danny Cakes, D-A-N-N-N-I Cakes. And if you have any suggestions or feedback, you feel free to DM me. Uh, you can also find my podcast, Instagram, immeasurably.more.podcast. So like I said, if you guys have any questions or topics, you feel free to reach out to me. And as always, share this with someone that you know will be encouraged and find value in it. So I will send you guys off with this. Romans 8, 37. No, and all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death